And as brothers and sisters, all of us come before your feet once again. May you reveal more of yourself that we may come to know you more. That we can have closer fellowship with you. And we commit the time in your hands and may you bless the time. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Francis, let's turn to the book of Romans, chapter 12, starting from verse 5. Romans 12, verse 5. And I'll read it for you. Verse 5, So we, who are many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. And also in the book of Romans, chapter 14, verse 1. Romans 14, verse 1, I'll read it for you. Now accept the one who is weak in faith, but not for the purpose of passing judgment on his opinions. And again in the book of Romans chapter 15 verse 1. Now we who are strong ought to bear the weakness of those without strength and not just please ourselves. And this is all the scripture we'll be re- reading for today, but we'll uh, go into more as we continue. And recently, brothers have been sharing on this topic of fellowshipping in Christ. And that we come to understand. It is not just a matter of socializing and gathering together. And it is not a matter of a few people gathering together and talking about this and that. But that there is something that is within each of us that binds us together. And it is the life that binds us together. Because the life are, is come, the, because our life comes from uh, Christ. So in Christ we can have fellowship. Because we have received of the same life. And we have the same longing, the same desire, even as we have the same life to love one another. And we have the same hope, which is the Lord Jesus Himself. And for many reasons. We are one in the body. And that we have life together. And that we are living the life of fellowship. And through the fellowship, we can follow even closely, more closely, to the Lord's words. And so, in Romans 5 and before, it talks of our sin. How through 
the blood of God, the blood that our sins were uh, cleansed. And in chapter 8, it starts it start to talk about the sinner. How the sinner through the cross might be redeemed. And God has given his very life for us. And therefore today we can go to heaven. And to many, this is the ex- to the extent this is the, the extent of uh, God's salvation. Yes, as if well, we're saved and we can uh, we can go to heaven and that's the end of it. But what God has given us is way beyond that. And because he has placed us in Christ, that we with one another are joined together. And then as it comes to uh, Romans 12, it talks of uh, offering. And in verse 1 it says that present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God. And as we offer ourselves to Him, and it is the same as we are being placed into His body. And then as it comes down to verse 5 on the same chapter, that we who are many are one body in Christ and individually linked together to one another. And this is to say that we are now living the life of the church. The life of the body. Because this body is nothing but the church. And this is the life of fellowship. Because we actually are in need of fellowship. Because God created us in His very image. And in the perfect fellowship of God, He created us. And in Genesis, you can see that He created Man according to his image. And we see the perfect fellowship between the Trinity. And in that perfect fellowship, the, and that perfect fellowship was extended unto mankind. And therefore he created man. Because God is love. And in that love, he desires to fellowship with men. And so, and after man was created, and at first it was only Adam. But yet, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Because by himself, he could not have a life of fellowship, so it was not good. 
and therefore he created the other half for him. And you can see that we are created for fellowship. And even through fellowship, he, God reveals his purpose for us. And through the fellowship, we can come to understand his will. And of course, the unfortunate thing is that uh, Adam failed in the uh, temptation. And through that incident, sin entered into the world. And because of the sin, man and God were separated. We lost the, the, the natural relationship we had with God. It also destroyed the fellowship that even men can have with one another. Because God is love. And He fellowships with us in love. And God, in order to restore that fellowship, and He has to accept us. And because of that, that in Christ he prepares salvation for us. So that in Christ our sins might be removed. And that God through Christ have then accepted us. And as we are once again accepted by God, that our fellowship with God is also restored. And therefore, later on in the book of Romans, it speaks of the life of fellowship. And because there's a reality in the life of fellowship, and that is acceptance. There is no way we can have fellowship with one another have we not accept one another. If we cannot accept each other, there is just no way for us to fellowship. And therefore, in the chapter 14, verse 1, it tells us that accept the one who is weak in faith. And we don't need to speak of the ones who are, whose faith are strong. Because those who are strong in faith, and we indeed even can receive help from them. And we can easily accept their love for us. And then we can even receive help from them. And God already knows that there is no problem with us accepting And yet here, he is speaking, God is, uh, he here is talking about those who are weak in faith. And these are the ones whom, on the surface, it seems as if they don't have faith. And it seems like they may only do some things that things that are that may not always be spiritual. Or there may be people who sometimes do things that are just very makes it difficult for you. And yet here it says that this is the one whom you need to accept. Because he is accepted by God. Because God accepts him, therefore we must also accept him. 
but in the reality of our life. We know how difficult indeed it is sometimes. And because even in the bodily living, there are just so many problems. And sometimes we see a brother who is weak. Something that he did that wasn't exactly spiritual. Or things that they may he may have said that is not exactly spiritual. Or it may even have hurt you through saying And because of that, it's just very difficult sometimes for you to accept it. And therefore, because of that, we could not have fellowship. And because of this, God especially mentioned here that this is the one whom you need to accept. And you must accept. Because he is accepted by God. And some time ago, I was uh, hearing uh, from an elderly sister. And she said, I came here and, and, and joined the fellowship here for once or twice some time back, and I did not want to come anymore. And, and yet, after yet a few more times, that I realized that the brothers and sisters here are full of love and she wanted to come again. And so I, I asked her, I probed, I asked, so what, what was the reason that you did not want to come? And she said, as, the reason is because during the meeting, and afterwards there's uh, the love feast uh, uh, in the basement. And then there are there there are some who would just uh, fill the plates to the to the brim. And she was saying, well, there's no way that such a, someone can finish that much food. And she's like saying that, well, if the food is so good, then everyone will love it too. Why is this person hogging up all the food? And she said, how, how, how can that be appropriate? How could there such be a gluttonous uh, Christian? And because she saw that particular weakness with so and so, she did not want to come to and she wanted to leave. And in fact, I personally have learned of uh, such a lesson. And brothers and sisters, you know that I serve in the kitchen. And one time I was just uh, frying some uh, veggies in the, in the And uh, someone came into the kitchen and said to me that, Brother, do you know that the, the, the food that you just made outside, someone just ate it all? And when I heard that, I was quite, uh, quite uh, annoyed. I said, how could you do that? 
Because brothers and sisters still meeting upstairs. Of course, you have to wait for everyone to come down, and then we can all eat. We haven't even prayed together. How can you just start tasting? And so the immediate response I had that no, you must stop him. That I must go out there right now and and I have many, many reasons to tell him that why you can't eat. And yet, when I came out, and I, and I, and I saw, and, and I did not see him. And yet, later on, I brought this matter to before God. And I asked him, what should I do in such a time? And after some while, I had this feeling inside. That as if God is telling me. That how God saying to me, how I loved you. How I accepted you, accepted in the same way. How I lavished grace and love upon you, do the same for him. And it was then that it reminded me of one particular thing. And it was a bad habit that I picked up when I first came to the U.S. And I think I spoke of this before already. And I'm sure that there are many of you who did not uh, hear about it yet, so I'll just briefly mention. And that bad habit when I first came to the U.S. was and is that when I was picking out fruits at the grocery store, I would always just uh, try to have a little tasting. And that I will always taste a little bit of fruit before I go in and buy some groceries. And later on, through a gospel friend, God actually spoke to me. And there was this gospel friend whom I just preached the gospel to him the day before. And of course, then the day after, I brought him together to uh, go shopping. And the first thing I did is, well, I picked up the fruit and he was joking at first. And he pointed it out. He called me out and saying, how could you do this? You didn't even pay yet, how could you just eat? And you always tell me how great this is. And I haven't even come to that yet, so how could you do this? And yet that was just uh, just nudging me the whole time. And so I had to repent. And after repenting, and yet I still pick up the went back to my same habit. And so sometimes I would try to avoid even the 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 the, the, the fruit stalls in the front and go in in a different way, but when I come out, I just still do the same. And so I really had to repent before God. And by His grace, He was able to remove this bad And I thought of this very story. And that was 
such a long time ago. And how is it that I was reminded of that all of a sudden? And yet when I was reminded of that, I felt very shame. And I felt how 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 um, annoying that is uh, of myself. And think of it. And if uh, think think of it, you're you're the boss. That if every time I come by your store, I don't buy anything, the first thing I do is I eat up your fruits. And the first day, you will be okay. But if I do that every day, what would you do? And you would think that this person is really annoying. And Yet God was teaching. And, and, and I realized how ugly and detestable that was. Because I was such a person. And yet God accepted me. Even though I was such a person. Even brothers and sisters accepted me. So when I realized that the brother tasted of my food, and in fact that was way better than what I was before. So why is it that I had to be just call him out like that? And later on I was uh, cooking. And again, I spotted someone uh, tasting the food. And I was uh, I smiled at that person. And he saw that I was smiling and so he he felt bad too. And so he explained to me. And he said, I have stomach problem. If I don't eat something now then it will hurt later. So I had to just eat a little bit. And he said, No no worries. Eat, eat as much as you want, and if you need more, if you need help, just come to the kitchen, I'll serve you. And so when it comes to talking about my own weakness, my wife Mina knows it perfectly. And she understands just the depth of it. And she experienced it all. And she just have uh, she certainly have some feelings about that. Even though I was uh, that detestable, and yet she accepted me. And because God accepted me, she also accepted me. Because God accepted me, brothers and sisters also accepted me. So, brothers and sisters, when we come to see brothers and sisters who are weak, we have to accept them. And Brother Lo speak of something that I really amen inside. And he always say, but I, you know, I'm not, I'm not good. I, I just can't share. And yet, there, it will be followed up with another statement. He said, "You're not that much better." And you're not that much better. And indeed, we are not much better. Because we are all sinners. 
And indeed, sometimes in certain aspects of ways, we see others having weakness. And in certain other aspects, we ourselves are weakness. And so sometimes when you see others doing things that we are we have to cover in love. And, and, and accept. And this is the only way that we can have a life of fellowship. Because he is accepted by God. And therefore we must accept also. And it's not for us to think that we are better than others. Because sometimes when we see other brothers who have weakness, the immediate response, our reaction is often that, oh, he's not good. And that we may almost feel sorry. And the first immediate action in is always to condemn and say he's wrong. And yet we need to be taught by the Spirit. As the Spirit teaches us, we realize that we are often in weakness ourselves. And brothers and sisters, therefore, accept one another as Christ accepted us. And therefore, Christ accepted all the brothers and sisters of the weak. Let us also do likewise. And of course, we know that when we sometimes it's very hard for us to accept, and there are many good reasons. And because, oh, how could he do this? How could she do that? And is it that because of those seemingly rare reasons that you can accept that you cannot accept Brancis? And indeed, the more rationale and reasonings there are, the more problematic there is. And it's the same here. It's like in a husband and wife relationship when they're starting to reason with one another. And they're already, it, it, already, it, it already indicates that there are plenty of problems. The greater the reasoning and the rationale, the greater the problem. Because once you reason with one another, it basically means that you cannot accept one another. Because, and is it that because of that reasoning with one another that we are willing to lose the testimony? Because it will reach a point where you have so, many, so much reasoning that they decide to get a divorce. And because we, we often know when people decide that they want a divorce, there are plenty of reasons. If there are no reasons, they of course wouldn't divorce. And when they divorce, then it's also because, well, because I wrong her. Or I'm wrong, she's wrong, or there's someone who's in the wrong. And the other side would say the exact same thing as your fault. And because we are so eloquent in our reasons, that we are no longer able to accept one another. Because in reasoning, we cannot also simultaneously have love. And is it that we want to reason? And we can reason in the, the, the cross. Because 
Because before he ascended into heaven, he gave us a new commandment. And that is to love one another. And he has only one commandment. And that, that is to say that in the family of God, you can only have one reason. And only one um, uh, uh, principle. And this reason, this principle is that love one another. Other than that one reason, there are no other reasons. Because we have so many reasons. And, and you always feel that you are shortchanged. Because of all these reasons, that you almost feel always so hurtful inside. The greater the reasoning, the greater the hurt. And because you feel that you are right, and therefore you cannot tolerate. But at the same time, we know. The, princi- the, the, the principle of the cross is to exactly to deal with that reason. Because the cross does but one thing. And that one thing is is to cause you to die. And as you die, you, all the reasonings die. And all the death and the reasoning pass away. That the principle of the cross then would come out. Because only through the principle of the cross that we can love one another. And for God's testimony, and what is it that we should do? Is it very difficult? Think of how the Lord Jesus was on the cross. Bleeding and suffering for us. What is it that? What is? How is it? In, how is it in comparison to what we are bearing? And because the Bible is telling us we are not even to the point of death. And their brothers and often tell me that I'm almost dying. And it's exactly, it's only almost, not yet. And you're still walking, you're quite fine. And it's just that a little, like, you're, you're not dead yet. And yet God wants us to die completely entirely on the cross. And so when we are trying to even compare what the Lord Jesus went through on the cross for, and think of it for God's testimony, what is it that we are shooting? What if we are shortchanged but that God's glory is Why is it that we are unwilling? Why is it, is it that we will just keep holding on to our own reasonings? So, brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. That in Christ, God has given us so much heavenly blessing. And that in Christ, all the brothers and sisters we have are truly precious. It is something that we ought to treasure and, and we ought to accept. Because each is treasured by God. Because God, whatever God accepts, we must also. And there is a very touching story of reunion in the Bible. And it's Speaks, it, it is uh, Joseph and his reunion with his brothers.
It's a very long story recorded in the Bible. So I, I'll just only bring it up briefly. And in Genesis 37, it tells you that there are 12 brothers. And here in uh, uh, Genesis uh, 37, it tells that the brothers hated him because they knew that Joseph was the favorite of his uh, of of uh, their father. Because his father, their father loved Joseph. Therefore, his brothers were envious of him. And therefore, they hated him. And after that he dreamed the dream and shared with his brothers, they hated him even more. And of course, what was that dream? And because he said to them, please listen to my dreams. He said, uh, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaves rose up and also stood erect. And your sheaves scattered around and bowed down to mine, and therefore his brother said to him, Are you actually going to reign over us? Are you really going to rule over us? And they hated him even more because of the dream. And therefore, for that particular reason, his brothers hated him and was envious of him. And they thought evil of him. And of course, he was one day uh, tending the, sh- the sheep outside. And therefore, his brother uh, asked Joseph to check up on his brother to see if they are doing okay. And it was then that they met, uh, that he found his brothers. And Joseph was by himself. And his brother thought that this is the perfect moment to do evil to him. And he thought of what kind of things they could do to him. And they decided that they'll put him in a uh, in, in a in a hole. And uh, just so happened there is a Ismail uh, Ishmael right um, merchant coming by. And so he was sold to these merchants to be sold to Egypt. And he became the servant as he was sold in Egypt to serve in one of the servants of uh, Pharaoh's house. Uh, and he again was the evil too, and he even went to jail. And yet, because God was with him, he was able to escape from many of these uh, dangers. And through almost tens of uh, ten, ten years or so, 
and after that he finally became the right hand man of the Pharaoh. 那时候就是在神里面得到一个启示. And through that he was able to receive a revelation. 那就是埃及地,他有青年的分手. And that there will be a severe famine throughout the land of Egypt. 青年分手以后有青年的饥荒. Seven years of abundant harvest will follow by seven years of famine. 他就在青年分手里面到处建粮枪,把青年分手的粮枪他都集起来了,就传起来了。And so during the seven year of harvest, they built storehouses and warehouses to put in their harvest. 接下来,青年的方年就来了。And then of course, right after that, the seven year of famines came.有许多地方就没有粮食吃了。And many places ran out of food.因为只有他那里有。Only he, had only only Joseph had food. And so all the countries before Floyd came to him to buy. And that included Joseph's brothers. And of course, right there he spotted that it was his brother. But his brother was not able to tell. And so when Joseph saw his brothers, he thought of, he was reminded of the two dreams. What was recorded in the Bible is actually really amazing. The Bible didn't say that he was reminded of how he was uh, uh, being wronged by his brother. And if he were to think of, if he were to be reminded of how his brothers did wrong to him and sold him to Egypt, that would be, that would have been the end of the story for his brothers. Because he could have told them that, oh, by the way, look, I'm the Joseph whom you sold. And now look where how I stand highly. And it it could very well be that because of the wrong that he suffered through his brothers, that he could wrong them right back right there. But he did not do that. He what he was what he was reminded of was the dream. And what was the meaning of that dream? And the, uh, the dream was a dream. And he already, like the dream, is already sitting on the throne. Back then, it was only but a dream. And today, it has become a reality. He is already sitting on the throne. And so he thought of the journey. All the things that he experienced. He saw and realized of God's grace and That though many things befall him along the way. It was God's plan to ascend him to the throne. And because he thought of that dream. And therefore, at the end, he said, 
he was able to tell his brothers that the reason why I was here is because I can come first so, so that I may feed you. He realized that it was God's hand who brought him to Egypt. Because God has a will. That he has a commitment to him. And that he wanted to preserve that family. Because God had a covenant with this with Abraham. And because God wanted Jesus to be part of the line from Abraham. And because of that, and therefore God wanted to serve And therefore God sent Egypt God sent Joseph first to Egypt. And therefore he realized that God placed him upon the throne. It is because of the will of God. So as to save the fa- his father's family. And therefore all these things that he experienced in he quietly accepted them all. And he praised God. And think of, think of ourselves. We also are brought and what God measured for us is His grace. And many of these things that we experience are indeed by His grace to save us. Isn't it so that we, we do have many brothers and sisters who are weak among us? And many times we feel just so difficult inside. And Yet we have a, 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 a worshipful heart. And that yet we can receive benefits. And so all these many incidents and things happen to you. It is only, the, only, the purpose is to save you. Is to complete you. And therefore, how, how, therefore we should praise God. And we should happily receive over all these things that both good and bad we happily receive. And we rejoice. And but yet many times. And many many incidents. That we just uh, keep holding on to. Holding grudge to uh, because when someone wronged you, some brother wronged you. That you're just holding the grudge. That you just keep remembering. That just keep thinking to ourselves, how could you do that? And when, when you were facing difficulties. And when you thought that you're in such a sad state. And you wanted to jump out. And then. Oh, and you, so you don't want to accept it. And you don't want to even deal with it or face it. But we have to understand that God caused everything to come upon us. And the purpose is to save us. No, no matter how difficult it is, His grace is always sufficient for us. And through His grace, and for His testimony, that we can 
come face to face with these challenges and trials. And we can rejoice and be happy. Because when we come to think of how deep the Lord's love is for us, how much He cares for us. And so here again we see. When Joseph saw his brother, he saw he thought of the two dreams that we had. And through those two dreams, he has now come to the reality of the throne. And he he also uh, spoke of something with in tears. Because he did many things. And he allowed many things to happen. And that is because one day he wanted to be reconciled to his brothers to be accepted of one another again. And he cried three times. We saw how deep in this is his love for his brothers. And the first time when he uh, cried was in uh, Genesis 37, verse uh, 30, uh, 37. In Genesis 42nd, sorry. And then they said to one another, Surely we are guilty concerning our brother, because we saw the distress of his soul when he pleaded with us, yet we would not listen. Therefore this distress has come upon us. And upon hearing this, Joseph cried. And that he could feel that there is a shortcoming inside. In the sin, in the shortcomings, they they sold me, Joseph. That he sold me to Egypt. And yet today they know that they were wrong. And they repent. And that they repented of their sin. And this is what I wanted me, Joseph. And came to think of the point when the brothers were trying to uh, do wrong to, uh, do evil to Joseph. Joseph said to them, don't do this. And we can tell here that they didn't listen. And today they knew they were wrong. And he saw that how his brothers repented. Back then, he was wronged by his brothers. 
uh, and today, through the repentance of his brothers, he was able to accept them once again. And this is what Joseph was talking about. And this is what he's been waiting for. And he did so many things. Because he loved his brother. And because they cried together. Because he was abandoned by He knows the sadness of being abandoned. He has tasted of the of how hurtful it is to be and how he longed that they could love one another as brothers. And for this day of loving one another again, he said many things so as to encourage so that there could be a love that goes between them. And therefore his brothers, in their repentance, he accepted his brothers. And that in that repentance, he loved his brother. And how beautiful this thing is. Because he loved his brothers. And how long have he waited for this? And one day he finally waited for it. And he was so touched that he cried. And he thought of the, his brothers. And yet there was a brother that he has not seen. And that was the youngest brother. Because it also is his brother. And so he did not want to miss out on anything. And it's only when he finally came to be reconciled to all of his brothers that he, his heart could be fully satisfied. And so then the story secondly moves on to that he went he he wanted to see Benjamin. And again, as he was touched by the love that he has for his brothers, he cried. And through what is acceptable to God in the family of God. Whether whether it be the smallest, youngest brother, we have to accept that we also have to recognize only then could the heart of God be fully satisfied. Of course, in the very end, he revealed his true identity. And the brothers come to how touching is that moment? And at first, it was envy of his brothers. And the abandonment by his brothers. Then that, those caused the brothers, these brothers to be separated. And he, Joseph, tasted of that destroying power that hurt from that. From and yet, today, in the repentance of his brothers, he can be in the heart of love with his brothers. That in the loving of one another, in accepting of one another, that they are once again reunion. How beautiful is that? Isn't that what we long for that we are in the God's family 
that today we likewise can be satisfied. And only when that is true that God's heart can be satisfied. And, in, and only then could we have true satisfaction to our families. Indeed, truly, yes, there are many things that happen along the way before. And there are a lot of things like envy along the way. But yet in love, they were able to accept what And that he was not counting the wrong that he experienced. And on the other hand, through love, he accepted his brothers. That he was able to bear with his brothers in love. Therefore, in God's family, there is only one principle, and that is the principle of the cross. There is only one reason, and that is to love one another. Only in love, can we accept all the brothers and sisters. Yes, they may be in weakness. We can still accept them. And only then, that when we come to fellowship in love, then is the time that we can fully express God's testimony in our When we fellowship in love, that is when God's heart is fully satisfied. That in love, we then in turn have fellowship with God. And as we have fellowship with Him, with God, we have fellowship with brothers and sisters. And this is where I will hold a while stop. And I pray that may God speak to each and every of our hearts. So I'll ask that maybe we can have one or two prayer in closing.
Thank you for the new life that you have given to us, the new life that you have given us through the cross. Lord, thank you for the life that, thank you that your life is in us so that we can love one another and we can be one in you. Lord, help us that we can, that we can ex help us to accept one another. Lord, may you be pleased with, with us that even though at times we might, we might be wrong, we might be wrong and we might wrong one another, but Lord, help us to be accepting to one another. Help us to accept the one who is weak in you. We pray this in Jesus' name.